Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Chantilly Lace mm-hmm. was a B-side. And you know the song I'm talking about? Chantilly Lace and a pretty, pretty face and a ponytail, ponytail hanging down. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Now, you just looking around this studio, you can see I've got quite a collection of rock and roll memorabilia. Tickets over there. I got posters. I got this. You go inside. I have yet more things I've got in my office at school. So many framed records. But I was looking just for shows, just trolling for shows and i ran across what i thought was a really interesting what do you say a collector's item a lot of songs are released under one name and then when they start to become popular or when they start to become something people are interested in it is re-released under a different name. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's because of an event. Sometimes it's because of another song, blah, blah, blah. But the fact still remains there is a group of people out there that are collecting the 45 or the single when it is released as a certain title. Right. And then recollecting it when it is released as a second title. Yeah. And they find that interesting. And sure. I thought, well, we, what the hey? I can spend an hour doing that. You ready? Do it. The Monkees had a song called Randy Scouse Git. Now, Git does not mean the same thing here in the United States as it does in the UK. It is a terrible name for a person from Pakistan. They had to rename the song as Alternate Title. Alternate title. Joe, is that just a terrible... Did you even try? No. Uh, The Cure has a song called Killing an Arab. They changed it to Killing Another. Robert Smith thought it was uncomfortable and he didn't want to have any confusion. So he got rid of it. The Beatles had a song called I Dig a Pony, which was then changed to just Dig a Pony when it came out on CD. Buffalo Springfield had a hit called For What It's Worth. It was changed on pressings of the 45 to, for what it's worth, parentheses, hey, what's that sound? Now, that I found a lot. The adding of either at the beginning or the end of the song Uh in parentheses, something. I'm sure there's a name for that. I didn't look it up, but putting something in parentheses. And I can only fathom that the reason for it is because it allows the song to be cataloged better. 
the more names, the more words you have to search for right. in Google, you're going to get it. The more specific it's going to be. That's that's all I can think. There's a song by Chuck Berry, "You Never Can Tell," 1964. It was also recorded and released under "Say La Vie." What? Yes, it was. Go figure. Yep. And the one we're going to play, the Jacksons, had a song called Heartbreak Hotel. Mm-hmm. Can you see the problem yeah, with a Elvis. song called Heartbreak Hotel? Who? Uh, you know, the guy? From Memphis? Yeah, that dude. Yeah, he had a hit or two. He did. But Heartbreak Hotel was released as a promotional single until people went, and they changed it to This Place Hotel. As a matter of fact, it was this Heartbreak Hotel slash This Place Hotel that was what came up in the story about those who collect this thing. This is apparently the one. Wow. This is what they want. Wow. And once they have it, yay. There's also, I should probably bring this up later, but there's also uh, in the 1950s a lot of what they call payola 45s. You know what? I will bring that up later. We'll talk about that in the next uh, in Do the it. Next break. Do it. Yeah. I want to hear it. Jackson's Heartbreak Hotel or... This Place Hotel here on Rock School. Second break coming out of the Jacksons. Now, I I mentioned earlier this idea of payola records. In the 1950s, when payola was still allowed, it wasn't just somebody showing up to a radio station with a bag full of money and handing it to them and say, hey, play this song. What they would often do is take a disc jockey or a person in the music industry or something. And they would, instead of giving the money, if the song was going to be a hit, they would hand them a writing credit mm-hmm. on the song. Right. And I don't know this for a fact, but to me, the sort of holy grail of this is Maybelline by Chuck Berry. Now, I have a copy of the 45 of some guy, I wish I could remember his name. But it's some guy listed on there other than Chuck Berry. Now, okay. it's, it's this guy's name and then Chuck Berry. And the concept was that by doing that, this guy receives money when, you know, as a royalty right. when the song sells. However, again, the holy grail of this is to find Maybelline by Chuck Berry with disc jockey Alan Freed's name put onto it. Oh. Because Alan Freed was not only coined, he didn't, but popularized the phrase rock and roll. Not only that, but he got a lot of these things where they put his name on songs and he could make money. And the big one was Maybelline by Chuck Berry. Right. And I have seen pictures of the 45, but I have never seen the actual 45. I got one with a secondary name, but it ain't Alan Freed. Oh. So that yet is another one of these things. Let me give you a few more of them here. Vicious Circle from King Crimson's Level 5 became the power to believe 
two on their Power to Believe album. This is odd because it's an instrumental track, but they just changed the name of it. Uh, When it was released, Elton John's Sartorical Eloquence had its title changed to Sartorical Eloquence, Don't You Want to Play This Game No More. Goodness. Okay. Uh, Zance Can't Dance on John Fogarty's Centerfield album Uh was changed to Vance Can't Dance on later editions. Why? I I have no idea. Because Vance couldn't dance? I assume so. You got to know the story behind it. Um, Zance, Vance, was a guy that was trying to hurt him in terms of money. For real? Yes, that's a a show in and of itself. Wow, I don't know this story. The the general idea, without getting very, very specific, was that... Don't give too much, because we'll do one. (laughs) In order to get out of CCR... Uh, he, John Fogarty, basically yeah. gave up yeah. all of his royalties and said, I, take it. I will simply make the money what I write from this point on. Right. And this guy, Vance Zance, who he's talking about, yeah. tried to get him with uh, the old man down. I'm doing this all mm-hmm. off the top of my head. The old man down the road and the CCR song, Run Through the Jungle. He, Vance Zance, said, it's the same song. And they had to go to court. And John Fogarty sat in the witness box with a guitar and an amplifier and showed the audience, look, you're right, it's in the same key. It's an E. The thing about it is I sing very well in E, so it would make sense for me to write songs in E or F or something very close to that, so I'm not straining my voice. Right. And when all was said and done, the the jury said, yeah, you're right, it's in the same key, but it's not the same song i get these things all the time where somebody has mashed together a song Mm -hmm. and another song and i say to them look the two songs are just in the same key this is not some phenomenal thing that is happening but people still send it to me anyway i I know that story but i did not know that he put vance on, into a song on the record out <laughs> on the record yeah basically he can't dance he's he's not saying that the guy specifically can't dance what he's saying is this guy does not understand music he's trying to get rich off of me right and he literally does not understand this concept of music you've got to do a whole show on that oh you think Come so on. yeah do All it right. man and the one we're going to play jeff beck's rough and ready album mm-hmm. had a song called rains park blues and it was credited to Beck. And then later, it was found out that Beck didn't write it. It was written by keyboardist Mac Middleton, and it was changed to Max Tune. Simple enough. There's Max Tune here on Rock School.
Okay, coming into the first break, why? Because the songs we played were really long. If you're a fan of Frank Zappa, there is a song called Fembot in a White T-Shirt, which became Wet T-Shirt Night on Joe's Garage. Also on the Chic Your Booty album, Bobby Brown became Bobby Brown Goes Down. If you know the song... That makes more sense than I can explain whatsoever. Do you know the song by Tony Orlando and Don? He don't love you yes, I do. like I love you. Uh-huh. Um, there's a song by Jerry Butler that follows a lot of the same melody called He Will Break Your Heart. So they changed the song from He Will Break Your Heart to He Don't Love You. Like I Love You and Tony Orlando and Don took it over. Uh, Olivia Neutron Bomb has an album called If You Love Me, Let Me Know. Mm -hmm. If you don't, then let let me me go. go. That's not the song. The song that's on there is I Love You. I honestly honestly love love you. you. Right. It was originally released as I love you, comma, I honestly love you. Yes, I had that. You did? I did on a and 45. Then uh-huh. it, no, 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 no. On the record, it was I love you, I honestly love you. Yes. When they released it as a single, it was knocked down to only I honestly love you. Oh. I know, ladies Woo-hoo. and gentlemen. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. How important, into the first break here, how important really is the title? BMI suggests that as a songwriter, you start with the title before you do anything else and write to that. I, sorry. Who I, does that? I don't. I don't. I do the absolute opposite. Don't you build the story and then title it? That's what I do. I don't title the joke and then write the joke. No. Who would have a title and then write a book? That's wrong. I know. Liveabout.com suggests if you're putting together a title, you follow one of the five. Who, where, when, play on words, or quotation. For who? Diana by Paul Anka. It's Ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many songs are named after a girl? Yeah. There you Layla. Right. Where? I left my heart in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tony Bennett. When? Tomorrow from Annie. Right. Play on words. Don't it make my brown eyes blue? The sounds of silence. Money for nothing. Wow. Get it? Yeah. And then finally, pick a quotation. The Days of Wine and Roses by, you know, Perry Como. Something that would make people go, oh, I know that right out of the gate. And by the way, this idea of changing the title, I'll get into this in the second break. This idea of changing the title is now something they're asking people to do when they have hits on social media Mm -hmm. or if they have hits on streaming services. Right. DistroKids specifically has a page telling you to change your uh, title and TikTok is telling you to do the same thing. Why? We'll tell you in the second break why you want to do that. Go ahead. Who's listening to us? KNHS Lafayette. Louisiana. I love Lafayette. Back Woo-hoo! in a minute here on Rock School. Woo-hoo! 
Okay, here's a few more of these songs that were released under a certain title, but when they became hits or started to do well, something had to change. Do you know Chariots of Fire by Vangelis? I do. Polydor released it as a single. Its original title was just Titles. Because that dum 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 was for the movie Chariots of Fire. Right. So okay. that was the music that went behind the title. Right. No titles. Oh, titles. That's why it's called titles here. Doggone it. So Vangelis simply renamed it Chariots of Fire and uh-huh. released it out. Uh, Jerry Butler had a Burt Backrack Hal Davis song called Message to Martha. The problem is it was released under Kentucky Bluebird when it became a hit by Dion Warwick. It changed back to Message to Michael. What? Jack Tempchin had a song by the Funky Kings in 1976 called Slow Dancing. When Johnny Rivers did it in 1977, it was called Swaying to the Music. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you probably know that one. I know now. that one, yep. The gospel song God's Gonna Cut You Down, which was redone by Johnny Cash. Yeah. Originally was called Run On. Because if you remember, you can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Oh, that makes more sense than God's going to cut you down. Yeah, it seems to. Johnny Rivers' Slow Dancing was changed. Oh, I told you that one already. I'm going to go back. John Lennon had a song called Give Me Some Truth. When it was released as a single, it was Gimme, G-I-M-M-I-E, Some Truth. The Rolling Stones had a song called Paint It Black. When it was released as a single, it was Paint It, comma, black. Nah. 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 Grand Funk Railroad. Here's the one we're going to play. Had a song called I'm Your Captain on the record. Yep. When they released it as a 45 edit, knocking it down from, I don't know, 100,000 minutes down to about five and a half. They retitled it Closer to Home. I have never found a reason why they did that. I've got I'm your captain. That's that's, that's what, what I, I thought. Had. I'm your captain. Yeah. I'm your captain. There you go. But here it's closer to home on Rock School. Coming into the bottom of the hour, I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. We're talking about songs that were released as one title, and then when they became popular or something happened or there was another song, the title was changed. It's become a collector's item to have both of the 45s or records or what have you. The Who originally released a song called We're Not Gonna Take It. But when the 45 came out, it turned into see me, feel me. I like we're not going to take it. Quiet Riot's mental health became bang your head, parentheses, mental health. The original song was called In Other Words when Kay Ballard released it. 
Then it, when it was redone by Frank Sinatra, it mm-hmm. became Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, sweet. Okay. Cece Ryder is multiple differences. Cece as an S-E-E-S-E-E, that's the way it was when Elvis Presley released it. Mm-hmm. However, Cece as in the letter C, the letter C Ryder, mm-hmm. is how Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels released it right okay yeah now give you give you one more and then we'll play a song after the seven days and 70 seconds kelly clarkson had a song called what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yeah i know that no you don't you know the song stronger parenthesis what doesn't kill you goodness i know what a pain you know it's gotta it's gotta mean something somebody in some marketing group somewhere mm-hmm. had to in some way say look if we take the song turn it around and put it in parentheses it will in some way help the song Okay. How? I have no idea. Me either. Fine, let's do seven days and 70 seconds. These be the rock and roll dates, February 7th all the way through February 13th. Not quite to Valentine's Day, or as we like to call it around the house, VD. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. February 7th, 1964, the Beatles arrive at JFK to throngs of screaming teenage girls. How many people does it take to make a throng? Three. Okay. February 8th, 2004, Outkast becomes the first rap artist to win Album of the Year for Speaker Box, The Love Below. February 9th, 1964, the Beatles appear on Ed Sullivan for the very first time. Do you you think a throng of people watched them? Oh, yeah. February 10th, 1971, Carole King releases Tapestry. February 11th, 1961, Melody Maker Magazine runs an expose on the first music money scheme. 80,000 pounds have been lost of pirated jukeboxes across the UK. February 12, 2018, Judas Priest's guitarist Glenn Tipton announced he's leaving Priest due to Parkinson's disease. Personal note, I got to see them. Nice. He was playing. Now, the other guy was not there. Glenn Tipton was there. The other guy had already walked away. Uh, February 13th, 1997, Michael Jackson's first son is born. His name is Prince. And soon, Jackson will be given full custody away from his mother, Debbie Rowe, yep. as she, quote, relinquishes custody. Right. I have to believe there was just a touch of cash. A little bit. Involved. A little L- bit. A little bit. A little bit. Do you remember the song by Paul Davis, The 65 Love Affair? Yes. Okay. I do. The original name of the song was 55 Love Affair, and it was released with that title. The problem is, and this is probably straight from the record company marketing people, the speed limit in the United States got jumped from 55 to 65 and they thought it would be a good idea to market it with that new speed limit. Ooh. Since the song talks about drive-ins and car hops and doo-wop and such. I guess they were right. It became a hit. Paul Davis, the 65 Love Affair here on Rock School. I was a car hop. 
into the second break. We're talking about all these songs that were released as one type O uh, title, and then when something happened, they changed to another one. The original title of Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl was Brown Skinned Girl. And apparently it's an absolutely true story. He was dating a young woman with brown skin. Mm-hmm. It, I've never heard whether she was African-American or Hispanic, but apparently she had a brutal effect on him. Right. And he, in 1963, 64, wanted to write a song about her. And the record company went, nah, you can't do that. But apparently there's a nice handful of people that understand who this woman is and how much she just rocked this guy's world. Sweet. Uh, my Eyes Adored You was originally, instead of My Eyes Adored You, mm-hmm. it was Blue Eyes of Georgia. Oh, I can hear that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, can you really? I can. Do you remember the song, uh, The American Honk Tonk Bar mm-hmm. Association? Oh, yeah. Originally called the American Redneck Bar Association, but all those who were in charge kind of went... I don't know, man. That sounds a little offensive, yeah, if you will. I like honky tonk. Kathy Dennis has a song called All Night Long, Touch. It became Touch Me All Night Long. Why? Because intelligence will always take over. Uh-huh. Kylie Minogue has a song called Dance Floor, which inexplicably became On the Dance Floor, and then I Feel For You, and then I Feel the Number Four, the letter you. Oh. What? <laughs> Chantilly Lace mm-hmm. was a B-side. And you know the song I'm talking about? Chantilly Lace and a pretty, pretty face and a ponytail hanging down. down. It was a ri- <laughs> When it was the B-side, it was called That's What I Like. Oh, that's and, what I like. Yeah, and then it became a hit, and they swapped it out to Chantilly Lace, and that's the end of it. All right. According to songwriter websites, if you will, in terms uh-huh. of the title, how do you get your title known? Use a number. If your song never talks about this idea of a number or what have you, and look at your previous titles, if none of your titles talk about a number, try employing a number. Why? Because very few songs, except for 65 Love Affair, employ numbers. Mm -hmm. So they said if you can employ a number, employ a number. Wow. Number two, try to name your song in a single word. Why? Easier to remember and usually stands out in people's mind. Number three, read your lyrics and see if a verb doesn't tell the story. Loved, um, thought, what have you. Ran. Dis- ran. Does that not do it? Uh, it also says, think about another language, but use this sparringly because it seems pretentious. If out of the blue you're calling your song, Mi amor es Not sure what I said there. What was that? I might have cursed. Oh, my God. Uh, Mi amor means my love, though. Yeah, but that's not what come off your lips after Mi amor. The the rest of it was painful. Woo! If none of the words you can find move you, go to a thesaurus. Oh, yes. The right word just maybe 
pop up. That's what your dad does all the time. My dad writes poetry. It's not bad. It ain't great. It ain't great, but it's not bad. It's and not he, great. Every year he publishes a book of it. And what I do is I come in this studio and I create an audiobook of his poetry. My father is 91. What would you do? <clears throat> Shut up. Now, TikTok has uh-huh. said every time your song starts to be successful, change the title. As I understand it, if you upload a song to TikTok, it is only the song title and your username. But once it starts to hit, people will want more information in the title. That means you need to go in there, click the rotating record, and change the title and the information held within the title, and you can have a hit twice with the same song. Who's listening to us here oh, on the Rock School Radio you're not Show? Like this? Yes, I am. It's my. It's all my alma mater. You ready? I are. W W N W. Don't say W. I re- when I was in college. W W N W. My mentor was David Barner, and he took me aside and he and said, he say? "Stop saying W." What did he say? It's W. And what he did was he said, look at me and say, I have a double stuff Oreo cookie for you. And I said it. He goes, okay, I have a double cookie for you. I have a double cookie for you. I have a double for you. I have a double for you. I have a double you. I have a double you. That's it. That's how you say it. W-W. Stop that. You're breaking Dave Barner's heart. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, do you know the song You're So Vain? Oh, yeah. By Carly Simon? Yep. It was originally released as Clouds in My Coffee. Not good. No. You're So Vain is so much better. Mm-hmm. Here's a few more. Do you know the song by The Who? Can you see the real me, 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 me? Mm. It was originally released as just The Real Me. Okay. Elton John's Rocket Man has become Rocket Man. I think it's going to be a long, long time. Or a long, long title. Mm. One of the two. Rocket Man is Rocket Man. Gimme Shelter was renamed Gimme instead of G-I-M-M-E. G-I-M-M-I-E multiple times. Believe it or not, they went back and forth. The Five Satins, the first time it came out, was simply Uh called In the Still of the Night. When it was released again, it became I'll Remember, parenthesis, In the Still of the Night. Oh, my gosh. Again, it's got to be a marketing firm. Yeah. Something about a search or, I don't know. I, I get the feeling on a 45... Before you get to a font mm-hmm. that's too small, right? you only get so many letters. And then you start to get into something where, hey, like, that's too small. People aren't going to see that. Mm. I get the feeling that's the thing. You're right. The Rolling Stones originally released on Let It Bleed a song called Country Honk. Any idea what it was called? Honky Any idea tonk, what it was changed to? A honky-tonk-tonk? Tonk? No, honky-tonk women. 
No. Yeah. I was close. No, you weren't. And the one we're going to play, Sheena Easton released a song called Nine to Five. Mm-hmm. The problem was in America... Dolly Parton had the original 9 to 5. There was a song called 9 to 5. And it was a huge hit. So it got changed to Morning Train. Uh Parenthesis. 9 to 5. Here's Sheena Easton on Parenthesis Rock School. Okay, coming into the last break, let me give you another list of songs that came out as one title, and when they started to do something, got changed to another one. You know, Fleetwood Mac's Rhiannon? Yeah. On the 45, it was called Rhiannon, parenthesis, Will You Ever Win? I really should look that up. Yeah, you should. Show's over, but Ugh. you know. Do you know the song Star Effer? By the Rolling Stones? No. No. Well, it, it says exactly what you think it says. Star Effer. It got changed to Star Star when they released it. Why would you release it? I don't know. The original of John Sebastian's hit, Welcome Back. Yeah. You can only imagine when it hit. What do you think it got re-released as? I don't know. Welcome back, Carter. Oh, Carter. Yeah. K-O-T-T-E-R, That's right? That's right. Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence, when it was released as a single, became The Sounds of Silence. I know that, yeah. Later on, it became just the sound of silence we talked about this two or three shows back the black eyed peas let's get it started in hell it immediately or first not immediately i'm not sure why i said that uh it started as let's get and then the r word which rhymes with started and they had to change it love and spoonful you and me and rain on the roof was shortened to just Rain on the Roof. Nice. After they did the single. Kate Bush's humongous hit, Running Up That Hill, became Running Up That Hill, parenthesis, A Deal With God. Oh, my gosh. Again, it's got to be some marketing. There is a singer called Robin who is mm-hmm. from Australia. She had a song called Keep This Fire Burning. They changed it to By Your Side because Australia was burning. It was a burning, huh? Yes, it was. And here's the one we're going to play to finish up the show. Mark Bolin and T-Rex has a song called Get It On, Bang a Gong, Get It On. Originally, the song was called Get It On. But for the American market, they released it as Bang a Gong. Why? I don't know. Somebody thought Bang a Gong would do better than Get It On. My assumption is our Puritan history 
meant that Get It On would be too sexual and people would not play it, and thus they just went with Bang A Gong. Whoa. Which is what we used to say growing up in Cleveland. I'm going out with a girl tonight. Really? Will you bang the gong? Oh, my gosh. No, we never said that. That's we where it came from, Cleveland. never once said that. Sure you so. did. Mark Bowen and T-Rex will finish up. I'm Joe Burns. Tammy Burns. Good. Class is dismissed. <laughs>